Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Right Potatoes. This is the black phone. Oh, tight. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your host, James. And uh, we are the, the Right Potatoes. Potatoes. Coming back at you hot with a brand new ah, new movie. <laughs> yes. A surprisingly new new movie. New new. That new good new movie. Um, came out just recently, um, but we'll obviously talk about that. So uh, shut up. Strap yourself in. Strap your... On you, strap, strap on, on you, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, come fucking party with us. Here's the info for the Black Phone. The Black Phone was released on June 24th, 2022, with story by Joe Hill and directed by Scott Derrickson. The film had a budget of 16 million USD and made 35.8 million opening weekend. The film stars Ethan Hawke, Mason Thames, Madeline McGraw, and E. Roger Mitchell. Nice. He's the detective dude. Is it? Yeah. E. Roger Mitchell is. But anyway, that's, uh, I guess that's the info for you. All right. <laughs> and if you haven't gone out to the theaters to watch it yet, here's a little synopsis for the film. Finney Shaw, a shy but clever 13-year-old boy who's being held in a soundproof basement by a sadistic mass killer. When a disconnected phone on the wall starts to ring, he soon discovers that he can hear the voices of the murderer's previous victims. And they are dead set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. Ooh. That's that's a pretty good synopsis. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn phone. Won't shut up. Alright, here's the statistics, motherfuckers. The tomato meter gave it an 84%. This is an average rating of 7.2 out of 10. Total ratings, 161. 136 of those bitches were fresh. 25 of them bitches were rotten. Audience gave it a 90%. Average rating of 4.5 out of 5. That's pretty good math right there. <laughs> Total ratings more than 1,000. Verified. Oh. Okay. That's pretty good, I guess, for a weekend. Um, IMDB gave it a 7.4 out of 10. Joe Blow gave it a 9 out of 10. And 92% of Google users liked this movie. Who's Joe Blow? I don't know. But that's what the internet said. <laughs> he gave it a 9 out of 10. So it works. If anyone listens to Joe Blow... Let me know. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a 9 out of 10. It's pretty good. I mean, 9 out of 10 is fucking legit. It is. We'll talk about our scores. Uh-huh. But, alright, I guess we'll just talk about these uh, Critics Positive Reviews first. Ooh. Critics Positive Reviews. The, the Black Phone is an extremely potent kidnapping thriller. With a great 70s atmosphere, a creepy tone, shouldered by director Scott Derrickson's unique touch. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I like how it didn't dwell too much on, like, hey, we're in the 70s. Like how, like, a Stranger Things. Yeah. Or something else based in the 80s. The the Fear Street were just like, hey, remember the 80s? Yeah, this is where we're at. Yeah. Obviously, you remember, the whole time. You remember Serial? <laughs> shit like that. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, this one kept it pretty subtle, honestly. You remember getting beat by your dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this movie shows that. Yeah. Fuck, I'm not going to lie, I was having flashbacks. I was like, God damn. Like, I remember getting my ass beat. <laughs> the whole thing, I was like, damn, this is, she's a really good actress. Yeah, no, that was good. It was, it was a good time for sure. Yeah. 
Number two, more psychological than knife hacking, but the dark setting and the and that mask makes this a frightening uh, was it initiation mm-hmm. initiation ritual for teen boys to overcome. Yes, I like it. Yes, the young cast is terrific. With Ethan Hawke is men uh, and Ethan Hawke is menacing in the horror thriller that pays tribute to Master Stephen King, one of the best films of the year. I thought this was a funny review. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it pays tribute to Stephen King, but it's like, or <laughs> yeah. it's based off of Joe Hill's yeah. uh, short story. So, if you guys don't know, though, we talk about this all the time, I feel like, but Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, so that's why it's kind of Who funny. looks exactly Oh, dude, fucking him. stupid yeah. like him. And it's hella funny because uh, I got to see Joe Hill speak. Uh-huh. Um... Last San or the last San Diego Comic Con I was able to attend, uh-huh. and uh, I was like, "Yo, that motherfucker looks just like his dad, like hardcore." <laughs> so, but that was cool. That was really cool to see. At least, um, it's really cool to see that too. That he followed in his dad's footsteps and uh-huh. actually does well with it. You know, and maybe it's I don't know. I'm sure growing up with a dad like that though too, it's like you're given pretty much everything you need. You're giving, you're yeah. given the sandbox of tools that you need to be. And then yeah, good. he was there to, I'm assuming help too. Yeah. I, mean, I wrote this. He's pro- like, he probably mm, edited like everything. Yeah. Mm, could be a little, it <laughs> could be better. You could push a little further. I'm like, All right. He, he's probably very abusive. And I'm glad that he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> and kudos to him for not taking the King name, I guess. Yeah. I like oh, that like, too. Oh, people who know like, like us and other, I'm assuming our fans, well, know who Joe Hill is. Well, he can't take the King name. Because some people think he's Joe King. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Fucking funny. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. Um, and when I first discovered Joe Hill, I was actually reading some of his stuff and had zero idea that he was Stephen King's son. Yeah. And I don't remember how I figured it out or where I heard it. But uh, I think it was like once I started getting more and more into his stuff, I was like, yo, this guy's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is he? And then that's kind of when I discovered it, I'm pretty sure. So, well, he's awesome. He does his own work, and uh, you should check some of it you out. You should, yeah. Especially what's, this one. What's your favorite thing Yeah. so far? Um, so, I read Nosferatu, which was really fucking good. Um, I really enjoyed that. The TV show actually wasn't too bad. Uh-huh. Um, the first season's like a prequel, and then the second season is basically the book. The book, nice, which is really fun. Um, I think this is probably my one of my favorites so far, though. I like this movie quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it did. It wasn't. I wouldn't have called it a horror either. I think thriller's fine, but it just had. There was a lot of emotion in it, mm-hmm. and it was like very it's, well executed. Yeah, it was different. Yeah. And it fucking, like Taylor was saying, she was stressed out the whole fucking time. Was so, she? Oh, dude, she was not having a good time. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sweating. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I can't calm down. I'm like, what is going on? Take a breath. Yeah. It was kind of like us with uh, that other one with Homeboy. Uncut Adam's, Gems. Yeah, oh, Uncut Gems, dude. Yeah. Just stressed out the whole time. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. But, yeah, I, um... I watched a movie called Horns. I don't know if it's based off a book he did. Joe Hill. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's where, that's where I got first introduced to Joe Hill. And then I think I was watching The Making Of or something where they were saying that, yeah, he's Stephen King's son. Oh, and shit. then Dan Radcliffe even made that same joke where he's like, well, if he's, took his dad's name, maybe Joe King. 
And then everyone's just like, uh-huh. they didn't laugh at the joke. And he's like, oh, I guess it wasn't that funny. <laughs> but yeah. So, so I could be Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, perfect. But um, <laughs> that's where I first came up with it. And then I, I watched, I don't know why I bought Horns. I just bought it. Just to buy mm-hmm. it. And then I watched it. I was like, it's pretty fucking cool. I've never seen it. Yeah. I think I started watching it, and then I just kind of stopped. I don't know why, or uh-huh. I fell asleep, one yeah. or the other, which isn't uh, too offbeat for me. But, yeah, I haven't seen it, um, but it is a Joe Hill. Yeah, it's pretty Joe It's Hill fun, book. and I like it. It's Like this, it's different from other... It's not really a horror. It's like, um, it gives me, uh, what is it, The Invisible? Yeah. Like that kind of vibes. Oh, okay. Because Danny Radcliffe and his lady are together, and then she winds up being murdered and he can't remember how or why she died. Oh shit, okay. And then all the while, like, all of a sudden the horns start sprouting from his head and the people are calling him the devil and this and that. And only the person that believes him is his friend who can't see the horns. Because everybody else thinks he's a fucking liar so yeah. they see the horns. Oh, okay, that's interesting. But it has a cool little plot twist in it. and then mm. Yeah. So, mm. uh, may form your own opinion when, if, if and when you watch it. Okay. But I, I enjoyed it. I think I still cards on the table. I don't know if it's still in the library or not. <laughs> I gotta I gotta look. But yeah. I'll have to take a peek at it then. Recommended horns. Yeah, it's fun. That's a beef uh recommendation. Beef right recommendation. There. Watch it if you can find it, I think. I don't know if it's not streaming on anything. But it's the internet. Good luck. You better be able to find Godspeed. it. Godspeed. <laughs> Alright, back to the critics. Number four. Though it may not be scary enough for seasoned for seasoned horror fans, the Black Phone is an intelligent and thoughtful story that is well worth the trip to the cinema this summer. True, amen. Yeah, I loved every. It was a really good setup and payoff for everything. Agreed. Yeah, I can see the only thing I can maybe see people being bummed about is like some of the scenes. I I felt like the kids were trying a little too hard to act. Uh huh. There's maybe. Honestly, not that much. Right in the beginning is kind of where I felt it, and then they started to pick up the pace a little bit. And yeah, like actually make it good. So that could be like one of the ma- the major gripes, I guess, I would have with this film. But mm-hmm. overall, I think it as a horror slash thriller movie, I think it did a good job executing everything. Like even the jump scares, you didn't have many, but like the ones that were there were like, yeah, they got me. Okay, chill, bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> the woman sitting next to me, she was like. Making me laugh because it was like the jump scares that wouldn't get me, but it would get her. Yeah. And I don't know if you could hear her on the other side of me. She's like, ah! <laughs> like every time something would happen, she would be, ah! No, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed I couldn't hear it. That was funny. And then she had a, I forget why, but she had to leave for some reason. Uh, I just remembered like four times the jump scares that weren't scary to, yeah. to either me or you. Just, ah! <laughs> Scare her. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really liked it, though. It did have a uh, sinister feel we mm-hmm. were talking about. You and I obviously talked about it after the fact. But uh, it does have a sinister feel, which we both liked. Yeah. So, anyway. <sighs> All right. Take with it what you will. <laughs> <laughs> and last one, number five. A film that starts rattling your nerves with the first few minutes and never stops until the end credits begin to roll. Agreed. It was pretty, I, I kind of liked the buildup. It it didn't immediately just show a kid getting fucking kidnapped. Yeah, like a, yeah, I did like the whole, like it shows the van and then it just fades to black. Yep. And then it's like, oh, we're so-and-so. And I was like, oh, we're taking. 
What's the guy's name again? The Grabber? The Grabber. The Grabber got them. <laughs> Which is really cool because I do like the way that they shot it in those scenes. And it's like you see him and then it just fucking... It's like blurry, obviously. Yeah. But it's like obviously it's him, right? <clears throat> but then it just goes to black and I'm like... Because you don't get an actual like reveal reveal, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> anyway, here's the critics' negative reviews. <laughs> Critics negative reviews. Number one, frustratingly potential is all Derrickson's movie ha- movie has, as it's stimmied by poor scripting and awkward execution. Mm. No, stimmied is that is stimmy. that right? Stimmy. Let me get stimmy. <laughs> <laughs> we get another stimmy. You know Ooh, shouts out. Number two, jump scares. A couple of attempts at humor and intermittent helpings of Hawk can't quite push the movie over the top. There was some humor in it, which I always enjoy that. Yeah, I like when they meet the the Ma- brother. Max. I just like, what's your name? He's like, Max. Yeah. <laughs> Real fast. And he's trying to help him solve the case. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude, that, his character is just funny. So, I we should, probably should have prefaced this by saying it was going to be spoiler filled. Anyway. Yeah. So, the character of Max is the same guy who played Deputy So-and-so. In Sinister, which was your comedic relief, essentially. Yeah. And anyway, in this, he's back, and it's fucking funny. Because he's the murderer's brother. And he's trying to help solve the case. And he's like, oh, yeah, the killer's got to live somewhere around here. He's, like, pointing at the house he's in. (laughs) But he doesn't realize yet. So that part was fucking funny. And then he's got a disgusting mustache. All right, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, number three, the black phone manages to preserve everything that made Hill's short story so creepy and undermine it all at the same time. I think it made it better. Well, and I guess we can, let's talk about it right now then. What's, uh, was there major differences from the story to the movie? It's essentially beat for beat. Like the same thing. It it did, it did very well for adapting a, a 20 page short story into an hour and 40 minute long movie yeah and it's like they padded it out for um in the short story there's he only talks to one one ghost okay and he tells him like you gotta do this you gotta pretty much pack the phone with dirt because mm-hmm. you need something heavy and the only other major difference is like the grabber is described as being really fat okay yeah and there's no mention of a mask, no nothing like that, but it's That's okay. That's essentially it. Everything well, else is beat for beat, and I like I loved the more he got to talk to multiple ghosts, same. multiple victims. Okay. And they all helped him in a different way that ultimately paid off in the end. Which yeah, I like that too, because and it's also one of those things like um it was set up so perfectly, it's like, well, this is your last fucking try. Yeah. You don't you don't have any other options. It's like you either do this or you're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, that's so rough, dude. Like, can you imagine even nobody can probably even imagine being in that situation and having yeah. to like literally fight for your life, dude. But it's really I don't know. I really like that though. The only thing that maybe I would want is it left me wanting more. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that something was unanswered, but it left me wanting more. Like I want to know the grabber's fucking background. Because why is he fucked up, but his brother isn't, right? Are they actual brothers? Yeah. Did homeboy go live with his dad and was getting fucking abused and shit in that basement? Mm-hmm. And 
That's why he's there. Why can he hear the phone? Or why did he hear the phone originally? Or anyway, that's what I want to know. I need those answers. So make another movie, make it a prequel. Yeah, I thought um, I thought it was going to end differently. Like I thought they're going to be like, this ending's a little too. Like in the book, it's a little too. It just ends. Okay. To where like, he's strangling the grabber, mm-hmm. and then the phone starts ringing, and that's he's like, it's for you, and it ends. That's how okay. the story ends, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's sick. But I thought okay. they're gonna change it to where like, the grabber gets away. Okay, and so they can make a second one. Yeah, because I've I like I I was getting like different. I was getting like Inception vibes. Okay. To where she's like, it's this house, and they go in there, and there's like, there's nothing here, and then in my head, I was like. It's happening at two different times. Like, this already happened, and then he's gone. That's all I was thinking. Like, oh, that would be... I was, like, kind of psyched on that ending. Yeah. And then I was talking to Javier yesterday, and I was like, this is... I was like, here's my ending. To where, like, (laughs) it's just you see the van drive away. And then it it cuts to the basement again, and then it's just a slow push on the phone. Until you get that one final ring. Ring. It rings once, and cut to black. That was my ending, and I was like, ooh. But then I... I still enjoy this one. Yeah. Where it's just like it's a one and done. No matter how much money this movie makes, we're, not, we're probably going to get a sequel, which I'm fine with. Yeah, me too, because I don't want anyone to have to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> ruin my good fucking time. Yep, see uh, Sinister and Sinister 2. There you go. There's a perfect example. Because Sinister 2 is uh, not great. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, let's finish these... Uh, mm-hmm. Critics negatives. Number four, the black phone is a neat dial back to the indelible sound and style of the 1970s, but as a quirky bit of horror, it's all posture without much bite. Mm. I, I, I disagree. I oh. think it, I liked it a lot. I so. think it's playing homage to uh, the 70s like thriller horror, like Rosemary's Baby. There's okay. not much horror in there, but it's still one of like the best horror movies made. Okay. I would agree with that. It does have good nods. I would say it has that feel. It has the vibe. Yeah. And then um, I, we always talk about this, but even you don't get too much Ethan Hawke either. Mm-hmm. It's literally just the shit you do see, though. You're like, damn, he's fucking gnarly. Yeah. And he, ah, you just know what he's capable of, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you don't see it, essentially. And it's always like. With every good horror movie, the less you see, the more scarier it is. Yeah. Because your mind just fills in the blanks of something scarier happening. Yeah. I mean, think about that shit, too, though. It's pretty fucking terrifying, like, the fact that he leaves the door open on purpose or oh, whatever, and he's just yeah. sitting there with the fucking that belt was fucking, waiting. That was a good one. Ooh, the way it pan, like just pans up the stairs or whatever, and then it's like, boom. He's just sitting there? Sitting. Yeah, I was like, oh. So gnarly. But, uh... Here's number five, last one. <laughs> Combining familiar horror tropes with throwback visual flourishes, the mildly unsettling thriller yields some haunting imagery without delivering many genuine frights. That doesn't sound that bad. Well, it's just explaining that road. it's not necessarily a jump horror film. Yeah, like I wasn't, I didn't go on this thinking it would be that. Me neither. Like I wanted it. I don't know. I'm glad I got what we got. Like I, agree. I didn't want it. I don't know. I think it would undermine the film if it was just, ah, ah, ooh, ah. It's kind of like, uh. <laughs> Every 10 seconds, I wouldn't. Like The Conjuring. Yeah. That's but, like a lot of what The Conjuring was for me. Yeah, was. but I still like The I like the Conjuring for what it is, too, because it me has too. James Wan 
is like one of the few horror directors that has a really good build up and payoff. Yeah. To where it builds up to the scare and then it's just like nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then the scare comes and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. That was great. That's a similar with that's what like a lot of these horror films, I guess, have in common too, is like Insidious, for example. Yeah. Like you have certain jump scares that are like, fuck, like that was pretty good. And then the conjuring, same thing. It's like, oh fuck, that was pretty good. But then they actually have a story to back it up. So it makes it nice. Yeah, I'm just trying to think nice of a horror balance. movie that is just like not good. <laughs> or it's <just> like <laughs> cheesy jump scares and this and that. Um what was that fucking new one, dude, that I hated? We talked about it a little bit. Uh, Malignant? Was oh, it Malignant? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Malignant. Fucking terrible. I had fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> when we were talking about it, I was just like, Malignant could be probably an episode in itself, but I had so much fun watching it because it's <laughs> so fucking batshit crazy. It's wild. And I but, called the twist right uh, away. I was just like, dude, this is fucking not good. I hate movies that try to use that, though, to as the whole movie. Uh-huh. I think kind of like Babadook did something similar. I, I don't remember because it's been a while since I've seen it, but it was like just jump scares. Like, ah, oh, this movie's not scary at all, but ah, yeah. it's loud. So, where they, that's, that's how they try to compensate. Yeah, compensate their horrors by adding yeah. cheap jump scares. Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Our story sucks, but here, get jumpy. <laughs> yeah. It it just reminds me of like a two thousand uh, early two thousands horror movie, you like when they're make, they're remaking all those fucking Japanese horror movies like they're oh yeah they're yep. trying to like like Pulse yep or um was it Black Water or something yeah something in the water shit like that something in the water what if it was called something in the water Ooh. I forget <laughs> what it's called but anyways but yeah no I I agree and I hate when movies try to make up for lack of foundation yeah. with jump scares that's just not that ain't me that ain't my vibe but the thriller style like they did here i think was executed properly and uh made for a solid time dark water is that the one i was talking about yeah yep. dark water it's dark Bop. water 2002 there's grabbing good up every kind dude. of japanese movie japanese horror movie they could find it was like when they did yeah the ring and shit too right yeah like after the success of uh, The Grudge and The Ring, they're just like, yep. we got to find more shit. we got, no, no, we got to find more, and then they all fell flat. And they're just like, oh, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know who doesn't suck? These sponsors bear our back bike. Welcome back. We're back. <laughs> the sponsors were so sick, weren't they? Fuck. You want to be one? Hit us up. We'll, we'll let you in on it. Even tell us to shout you out for yeah. whatever it is you do. Even if you do something that's not even necessarily needing to be sponsored if you just want a shout out hit us up we'll do it who gives a fuck yeah shouts out you right now we're doing it okay (laughs) (laughs) all right back to these uh audience positive reviews audience positive reviews acting engagement the acting engagement the full time no open ending unanswered questions suspense writing one of the best scary movies i've seen in a long time Ooh, i like it yes i love the whole no open ending unanswered questions yes Because it ended. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, there's questions, but they're not necessarily, they're not needed for this story to close. Yeah. So. The only ones that I had was like, in the beginning, did she, did they say that, did they mention anything about a black fan? Like when they're talking to the sister? Or they just talk about the balloons? Uh, they said black balloons. Okay. She she says something about the black balloons. She never mentioned the van. All right. Because I thought I was just, I thought in my head, I was like, did they mention the van? Because... 
it'd be so easy to catch this guy if they just put an APB out on him. It's like, we're looking for a, a, a black, black van. van. Cause how many black vans you got in this? Yeah, town? this motherfucker's just driving around willy nilly. I'm still confused. That motherfucker was out in broad daylight with black balloons in a black van, and right, nobody like, sees no, this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like I wouldn't mind. I don't know. I don't want to like make make a scene where it doesn't make sense. Yeah, where it's just like I like to see him planning out his things. Where it's like, no, nah, I like the randomness of it. Yeah, to where like, oh, this kid's by himself, so easy pick. Later, buddy. I do, there was one question that I had too, well, I guess not necessarily like question, but you don't really get to know what the game is. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Naughty Boy or whatever the fuck you called it. Um, But you don't really get to hear what happened to the kids. Yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. The only thing you get to hear is about the whipping with the belt. Mm -hmm. Don't go up those stairs, kid. He's like, you're going to get whipped. Yeah. It's going to hurt real, real bad. And then when it hurts, he's like, it's going to keep hurting because yeah. it's not going to stop keep until going. you pass out. I'm like, damn, dude, chill. But it was aggressive anyway. Very aggressive. Yeah. Number two, great suspense movie that has a lot of redeeming qualities. The pacing is just right. Characters aren't ob- ob- obnoxious stereotypes. The movie length is just right and the acting is believable. The movie is also smart. Liked it a lot and only nitpicked it a bit. Hey, that's me. Yeah. Same. Yeah, like couldn't find I couldn't find a lot to fucking nitpick about this movie. Yeah. Same. I do I do want to know how the rope got down there though. Which one? The one that was stuffed under in oh, between the wall or whatever. The wire. Like yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know. He's just like I pulled it out of somewhere and did something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then another thing I was like <laughs> Oh now I could find things to nitpick now I'm thinking about it more, but it was just like wait for him to come down and hit him with the the back of the fucking Toilet seat. Toilet. Yeah. The toilet or tank. The toilet tank, yeah. Yeah, because that shit's fucking heavy. That's true. Did, didn't we see that in... Uh, there was a movie we in saw, saw. That in Saw. Yeah. yeah, where he did that. And I'm just like, I'd do that. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean... Just wait for him to open the door. I was thinking about it too, and like that freezer door. Yeah. He should have given more time to that. I'm sure there's a latch on the inside or some way on the inside to open it. No, it's the 70s. That's that was, true. Like, about... That's true. Nobody died in a freezer at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just, yeah, for me, I was just like, I'd hit him over the head. And then when we're sitting there and then he, they have glass bottles and he yeah. walks up there while he's asleep and I was like, break the fucking glass. And then stab him. And stab him, like, look around the kitchen. You're in a fucking kitchen. Yeah. Everyone's got knives. Just That's be true. Yeah, yeah, just jab him once. And the fact that the fucking brother was so, like, Oblivious. oblivious to it even though he was like on the case yeah fuck dude i don't know but anyways yeah <laughs> it's little things but it's little things but it's still it doesn't it's good detract from the whole movie agreed uh number three amazing movie it was not uh it was not full of jump scares had suspense and it was good it was a good story if you read the short story it was similar enough and only added on and only added on bits and pieces very well done and damn good acting. True. Yes. That's pretty damn good pretty too. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Lots of uh, lots of upside. Lands a new concept in the thriller movie space very well. Ethan Hawke and Madeline McGraw excel in this film. Okay. Which one? That's the little girl. That's the sister. Yeah. Okay. And number five. Great movie. Definitely kept you wondering. We'll recommend this movie to anyone who enjoys a good thriller. True. Yes. I recommend, and it has one of the coolest posters I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. In a long time. It's very nice. 
And what's not very nice though? Audience negative reviews. Audience negative reviews. Number one, this movie was not good. It consisted of cheap scares, poor writing, and nothing was explained throughout the movie. What do you want? Uh, what, what do you, do you want? want to... <laughs> you can hear ghosts. Yeah, that's it. I mean, everyone's everyone's always looking for like a motive. Maybe the guy was just a fucking nut. Maybe you like the thrill of yeah being able to beat the kids again. We don't we don't really have a backstory. Yeah, but... I think if we think more about it, it would be like. He was the one who was abused, so now Agreed. he's... Well, we already know that he was in that basement for some sort of period of time. Yeah, and then so. he plays a game called Naughty Boy, so I'm assuming... That's probably Papa exactly did that to him. So. And that's what I'm thinking is, like, his brother and him lived in separate houses and shit. Yeah. So... He's got the short stick. We just, we just gave you the fucking backstory. You're welcome. Bam. Get fucked. Took us two seconds yeah. to think of it. Pussy. Way to use your brain. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Number two. I was confused at first and didn't really like the movie. I wouldn't tell people to watch it. What what, what were you confused about? <laughs> what is there to be confused about, though? Yeah, it, lay, it literally lays everything down. Yeah, it does. It has so much exposition to where it's like, how do you know about this? I had a dream. Okay, she see, now she, we, so, we know she has dreams. Yep. And we know, it's kind of like the telepath thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where I like how it didn't explain like the brothers doesn't have dreams, but he could still hear the dead, like the voices. Yeah. To where like, how come? How come no? How come you didn't hear the phone? He's like, it rang, but I didn't. You're the only one that heard it. Yeah. Because he's got some sort of powers too. Yeah. He's fucking that one kid from the Sixth Sense. Just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> walked out. Oh, the number three. What? Walked out. Unnecessarily brutal scenes for the shock factor and not film filmmaking factor. In the first fifteen minutes, there's a long graphic scene involving a father beating his young child with a leather belt, and that's before the kidnapping even happened. There, like, like we said, there were a couple of aggressive scenes, like the part where he beats the shit out of the bully. I yeah, mean, that goes on for it pretty long. It didn't need to go that long, but then yeah, it served a point to where he was just like. I had to do it yeah, to show everyone else. You got to show blood. Otherwise, yeah. yeah, I like that. He was like, you got to show blood. Otherwise, people won't take you seriously. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of tight. And then also the, the fucking beating part, I think that was literally just to like solidify the fact like, hey, this is how drunk fathers used to be in the 70s, you know? Yeah. Like you could beat the living piss out of your kids and they wouldn't do shit about it. Yeah. You know? So now you can barely even fucking discipline them. You can't even look at a kid. And wrong. it obviously shows in society, you fucking wieners. Mm-hmm. It's all you. Not our listeners, taters yeah. and tots. Unless you are a wiener and then I still love that meme <laughs> where it's like some of you kids some of you guys weren't hit as a kid and it really shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one and it was like some of you kids weren't bullied enough and it shows. <laughs> Shit like Just that. like, hell yeah. That's fucking funny. Uh, number four, pretty boring and slow moving. The only good part of the flick are the masks that Ethan Hawke wears in the movie. They are truly creepy. The whole movie is just not interesting at all. Not even scary. I think it was creepy. Mm-hmm. I like the mask too. I would agree. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's got different pieces. It's kind of fun. I don't I don't think I like the first one. The first mask without the, first, the mouth? Yeah, because I was like, man, this looks like that band Ghost. It kind of did, huh? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I didn't even really think about that, but I yeah, now that like, you say yeah. it. Kind of does, huh? And I think it's kind of cool how they match the moods too, though. Oh yeah, like the one where he's like pouting, <laughs> like he's upset with him. He's yeah. like, "Wow, that's the naughty boy mask." Yeah, and that's when he throws the newspaper in. What, what's your name? Oh yeah, Taylor, Taylor or something. Uh, 
fuck, dude. That part was tight. Number five. And last one. Movie was overhyped and whack. <laughs> so was that fucking review. Yeah. Wiener. Who's you're not overhyped, dude. That's why you're in the audience reviews. Yeah, you fucking suck. Fucking nerd. Nerd ass bitch. <laughs> but you guys already know what time it is. It's time for those motherfucking Actually, what score did you give it first? Uh, well, what are the what did critics give it? Eighty four. So critics gave it an eighty four. Audience gave it a ninety. I'd say ninety three. Yeah. I like. I had fun. No, let's go. I'll go ninety five. Ooh. I'll stay. I'll throw it up there ninety five. Okay. Because like, like I said, there's really good setup and payoff to where, like, nothing was wasted. Okay. So it was like, why is this guy telling me this? And then he never uses it. Yeah. Everything was used like perfectly. Yeah. And then uh, it was, it wasn't scary, but it's still unsettling, which I liked. Yep. And yeah, I think it was fucking creepy. Um, I I was going to give it right around the realm of like a 93. So I'll I'll just say 93. Um, Now I was going to, well, I'll just stick with that. I'll just keep that. But since you also said that it matches the book I or the story, yeah. I like that a lot. I like when they at least fucking give the nods that it is needed for the story. Mm-hmm. So, shouts out there. And it's probably one of the best movies of this style, I guess, that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. So, that also adds to it. Yeah. It's very good, though. And I think, yeah, it deserves it. The one thing I kind of wish they had was, like, how Stephen King would do it. Was just like a, a Stephen King cameo, but Joe Hill. Oh, dude, that would be tight. They actually do that in uh, Nosferatu. Do they? Yeah. It was hella funny because Nancy was like, Nancy, shouts out to Nancy, what's up? The Nancy. Um, she was like, oh yeah, did you see the end of the episode of uh, Nosferatu or whatever at the end of the season? Mm-hmm. And did you did you see Stephen King? I was like, oh, you mean Joe Hill? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no way. Because, yeah, anyway. As we previously mentioned, they look quite a bit alike. Yeah, but that's the only thing I would I would have liked to see was just that him show up just in the background or doing something. What if he was and we just missed it? What if I didn't see it in the fun facts? So ooh, yeah. slipping Scott Derrickson. Maybe we were wrong, dude. Maybe we were wrong, but we usually aren't. But you know what we do got? We got the motherfucking fun facts with James, baby. <laughs> And now, fun facts with James. That's me. The grabber dons several creepy masks throughout the film, each exposing different portions of his face. The mask was designed by legendary prosthetic makeup effects artist Tom Savini. The first time mm. Mason Thomas saw the iconic mask, he said it was so it was terrifying, coupled with Ethan Hawke's bone-chilling performance as the grabber. Yes. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Savini? Hell yeah. Damn, dude. That's fucking sick. Yeah, I love the whole... Like when we're talking to the parking lot where he's like, I'll scratch your face. And he's like, this, this face? face? And then the smile is the one that's fucking unsettling. Dude, Taylor was not a fan of that. She's like, I didn't fucking like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scott Derrickson made this, uh, made this his next project after leaving Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness over creative differences. Ooh... Which I did like that too. We already talked about it. Yeah, so make I'm sure glad they brought another out. horror director on there. But it's... Yeah. we talked about that though. Yeah, make sure you uh, go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. But Marvel's loss. I saw that actually in one of the in one of the reviews that uh-huh. I didn't put on there. But it was like, yeah, way to go, Marvel or something like that. I was like, tight. <laughs> they get whatever they want. Yeah, right? we, so. <laughs> pretty much. 
Director slash co-writer Scott Derrickson lists The 400 Blows and The Devil's Backbone as two of his major influences on the film. Never heard of either. Uh, the Devil's Backbone is like early Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Which is really good. has to do with like a kid who could see a ghost and he's trying to figure out how how and why he died. Okay. And it's pretty Sounds good. like some invisible yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Shit like that. And they like again they find the killer and they they do things. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Dirty things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the movie was delayed from its initial February 2022 release to June of 2022 due to unexpected great pre- preview showings. Uh, once Blumhouse realized how great early reactions were, they gave it a summer release date. Ooh. Oh, I guess that's smart. Yeah. They gotta make that money, baby. So that's that's all I Oh, that's all you got? Yep. Okay, perfect. That's fine. I don't know. I think it's a solid movie, and I think everyone should go see it. And especially in the big screen. Yeah. It's just that much. I think it's always that much. Better. It always helps when, yeah, just the sound. Yep. So, oh, that was it was good. It was good. I'd go see it again in theaters, too. Yeah. Just because I liked it that much. I'm going to order that poster, I think, dude. You should. Because I want it. Don't you want it? <laughs> well, yes. Thank you, Pennywise. Anyway. You guys can follow us over on Instagram at the underscore ripe underscore potatoes if you are so inclined. And you can also follow us on our personals over at xcheap underscore beef x and comic x steve. Later. Bye. This has been a ripe potatoes production.